As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I think we have a God who loves to give us good gifts and mm -hmm. he knows our hearts. He knows what we need. He knows what will make us feel like we just received a hug or love or support. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we gotta do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you wanna find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, we're back this week with a really fun episode. I am here with my good friend, Katie Duckett. And we are talking about the little things in life right now that are making us feel more like ourselves again, kind of pulling out of this crazy pandemic time, helping us remember who we are. We found that this time has really kind of distilled a lot of that for us and helped us to identify some of the things that we would just rather not live without. It has been a really clarifying time and it's a really fun conversation because we talk about a lot of really simple things that are making a big difference to both of us. And because it's Katie, I mean, you get like the good deep stuff behind it too. So I think this is a really fun conversation and I hope that you guys really enjoy it. Also, I just wanted to mention, you may have noticed that our show has been a little off and on lately, and that's because we've had a lot of sponsors drop because of the pandemic. It has been a little bit of a rough time around here. So we really want to keep the podcast up and running. We want to be giving you guys new shows and new content. We're working on new things coming to the Patreon group. But in order to do that, we need to get more sponsors. So if you happen to know of anyone who would maybe want to sponsor an episode, you can have them get a hold of us at boldturquoise at gmail.com or find me on social media. And I would love to be able to send them our social media kit and get that rolling. And if you want another way to be able to support the show, joining us on Patreon makes a really big difference. We are going to be having some really simple but fun book clubs this summer. You're going to hear a little bit about that in this episode, but we'll be talking about it more in some upcoming episodes. We are also doing the CTL Summer of the Rom-Com. Each week we are watching a different rom-com and then talking about it together to just bring some lightheartedness to our lives right now. We've got a lot in the works and we would love for you to join us and help support the show. You guys are what really makes this show continue to be able to be successful and be out there. So as much as 
places you can be encouraging your friends to listen to the show, leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes, doing any of that kind of thing to help support CTL. We so appreciate it. This is a big part of my income as a single mom for me and my kiddos. And so if you guys can support the sponsors that we have and maybe think about becoming a patron, we've got all kinds of different levels in Patreon, all the way from $3 up to coaching levels where you can meet personally with me in Zoom calls and Marco Polo and be able to get one-on-one advice for planning and all sorts of different things that you're working on in your own life. I would love to be able to connect with you if that sounds like something that would be interesting and helpful to you. So head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to be able to see all the different options that we have and ways for you to be able to get involved and help support the show. Thank you so much those of you who already do. You know who you are. You're an intimate part of my community and I am so thankful for each and every one of you who are in there. But for right now, let's get on with this episode of Cultivating the Lovely with Katie Duckett. Welcome back, Katie. Hi, glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you here because, well, we saw each other yesterday and we're kind of like, well, what the heck are we talking about? (laughs) But I think that we have like all these little snippets of things that are really lovely and that we just, they're, they're the things that are kind of keeping us going right now. Like the, it's, I think of this episode as like, it's the little things that yeah. keep going yeah. when times are difficult and we've had a long stretch of time being difficult right now. And so there are ways that I think we're each taking care of ourselves individually. Some of them we share, some of them we don't, <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but they are lovely nonetheless. And I think that this time has kind of magnified those things And so I'm excited to just like, maybe it'll give people ideas of little things for themselves, but more than anything, I think it's helped me even just this last weekend. Like I sat down and I, you know, it's been rough (laughs) for a little while now. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I thought, okay, I need to make a list of like reminding me of who I am, like what I even like, what makes me feel like me? What things do I, did I do that make me feel like myself and help me to kind of like recenter myself and have that, that calm and that sense of who I am again. I love that because you would do that for someone you love, you know, like you would encourage them to do that. I'm glad you took time to do that for yourself, like to tell yourself to spend some time getting to know you and remember who you are and um, light a candle for you and bring flowers for you, you know, like you would do that for someone that you treasure and that you love. And I think it's, it's kind of hard to do it for yourself, but there's, there's something really sweet in it because you know yourself better than anyone. And um, you know, the things that will delight you and setting the scene sometimes in that way, just like, it just brings a different level of contentment out in your heart, you know, yeah. instead of waiting for someone else to do it or being disappointed someone else isn't doing it or just taking that initiative to love on yourself a little. Simple things, but. Yeah, totally simple things. And we'll talk about a lot of them today, I think. But I mean, it was, I think that I have definitely just been, my head has been so foggy for the last couple of months and there have been so many stressors. And I think a lot of people, have been in that place. Like we don't have the normal routine that we have. We don't have like all these things that made our life what it was before 
the yep. pandemic happened. And I think that a lot of people have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle or have let things go that used to be normal parts of their life, whether they were, you know, imposed on them, like us not having the ability to take our children to school and have that right. kind of structure, or, you know, or bigger things like hair appointments and that sort of stuff that we couldn't do anything about. I think it has been really easy to kind of lose yourself in it. I mean, things like I would plan for my week, like that is such a part of who I am. And there came this point of survival where I like, I couldn't think past like just the next thing that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And but if I do that for too long, it makes me start not feeling like myself anymore. Yeah. It's not fully living. Like there's a difference in in being present in the moment, but also like being present with big picture. And if you can only manage that small step, that Mm -hmm. next right thing for too long, like, yeah, that's not fully living. Yeah it's not a healthy thing. Like you've got to be able to get outside of that and still be present in the moment, not yes. just be focused on the future, but there's a balance. So yeah. I have to strike it, especially in what felt like in crisis. Like this was a crisis yeah. for our world. This was a crisis for each family individually and everyone sacrificed and gave things up. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they wanted to or not, it was just something we had to do, but it gave you time to reevaluate like what's coming back and what's not yeah. going to come back and what did we really not need and what was just silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there are silly things or, you know, whatever that it's like, well, no, that actually, that little thing really does make a difference. For me. Yeah. It's way more important than I gave it credit for, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so basically that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> those things (laughs) all these silly little things that like oh no yeah I need that one yeah I mean I think before this time I would have I would have considered them all vanities all these little Mm -hmm. things that I think I know what you're talking about but after walking through this time period and having to grapple with the emotions that came with not being able to do them and Mm -hmm. like shaming myself at first like come on like, come on, this is okay. Not- let's just let okay. This let's isn't what I was going to start on, but <laughs> I think we just need to let people in on what we're talking about so they can okay. fully. So basically, there are little self care things that mm-hmm. we all do for ourselves in different degrees, mm-hmm. and some of those things were eliminated during the pandemic. And for you, a big one has been well, your hair. I mean, yeah. that has been hard, but also your lashes. Yes, my lashes, yeah. And, it, you know, at first I really, I <laughs> I watched them go, you know, it took yes. one, one by one. They'd fly away like little butterflies. And <laughs> like, oh gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> and you hung on there. Like, oh, I really other did. friend like just went ahead and pulled the rest of them off. <laughs> Katie would just have like one lash still hanging on, just like, uh, but it's the last one. Exactly, survivors. I was like, if you want to be here, I want you here. <laughs> I will take you to the end. And it, it did that's get kind of rough. like how I feel about our friendship. <laughs> like, if you want to be here, I want you here till the end. <laughs> I'm loyal. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yeah, so watching them go, I mean, it 
so I've had them on straight for um, about a year and a half. So that becomes kind of part of your identity. You just get in this habit of it. It's something that I've loved, but it's something I fully acknowledge is a vanity and is um, somewhat over the top of, you know, regular salon. Like my hair, that's a different story because I have, um, like I started going gray when I was in my 20s. So it's sort of a premature gray. So my roots, um, I just don't quite feel old enough to have to grapple with that. It's not something I'm choosing to do. You know, if I was, if I was in my 60s and I was, that's fine, but I feel a little young to have that thrust on me. And so I've chosen to cover Mm -hmm. that with coloring. So to have that taken away. I'm just going to say right now, I've said four years, I'm just saving up because as yeah. soon as this starts to be apparent, right now I'm still pulling them all out. I might be bald soon, or I'm going <laughs> to need to start coloring my hair, but either way, one of them is going to happen. It's yeah. not just going to be yeah. slow graying, because that's my choice. That's what I right. want to do. Yeah. And some people, when they embrace it, like I have yeah. nothing but respect. I think yep. it looks fantastic, but mm-hmm. personally, that's yes. just not me. I, I like to have I like mm-hmm. and my color that I dye it is a darker than my mm-hmm. regular color. So over this time, I kept fading. I felt like, like yeah. my my hair, everything just kind of kept fading, and I didn't. I mean, it is. It truly, it is just this vanity. But I felt like, where am I going? Like this yeah. is not how I've like this is. So those things are hard, but I felt like I had a chance to they're exposed and I have a chance mm-hmm. to take them to the Lord and say like, are these idols in my life? Like uh, Lord show me, like if I am just missing it because I'm adorning myself to, you know, I want, I want to see it. Like I'm here. It's, I have no mm-hmm. choice. I'm taking this before you. Yeah. And so some really interesting things came out of that where I felt like I had, I had some good cries. I had some deep yeah. feels about this. And you know, because I yes. I fully shared that with you yes. all the time. But um, but I felt like the Lord and I got closer in this area, like of who he created me to be and mm-hmm. how I view myself. And um, and I felt like I had a green light from my husband mm-hmm. and from the Lord to do what makes me feel like the best version of myself if the finances are there and it's not sacrificing Mm -hmm. from other areas and it makes me feel good, then it's a green light. And there's nothing, I'm not harboring something. I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't walked through this Mm -hmm. time period without. And so I felt like it took me to a low, sunk me down to like a low raw spot, but God sure met me there in that valley. And so to, oh, and my Esther, should I talk about my Esther? Yes, I was just going to say. Yeah, because that's that's good stuff. That Jenny Jenny told me that when I was struggling with this, she's like, you know, Queen Esther <laughs> saved her entire people group, and she had weekly beauty treatments. Yes, <laughs> like, that is so true. Like, I don't think that the, I don't think it is necessarily in sinful mm-hmm. it can be I mean I yeah. don't want to go too far with this but I think it's okay it's okay to embrace those little things that make us feel more like ourselves like getting yeah. your nails done or I mean everybody kind of has something that they sort of would indulge in that makes them feel better and um and I think that those things are okay once you once you go to the depths of it and you understand where is it coming from, what's really going on here? Am I 
am I covering something that I don't want to deal with? Or is this purely like a gift? Is it a gift to be able to do this? And I'm going to take it as a gift and I'm going to say thank you and I'm going to do it. (laughs) Well, and I think like a whole other layer of this also has been realizing that for you, not only is it the end result of having the lashes on, but it is the process for you of connecting with these women who do your hair and do your lashes on a regular basis, who it's really become a form of therapy for you through a very difficult season in your life. Yep. It's so true. When I, just having that chance to really reflect because I miss them, you know, they're my friends. I really enjoy time with them, but it was more than that because I was grieving something much deeper and I really had to like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I think especially through the year of adopting last year, Mm -hmm. they were just regular anchor points, checkpoints in my life where I could go in feeling whatever I was feeling. And I came out feeling better physically, Mm -hmm. but also like my emotionally in my heart. So I, I do, I call them kind of my my little therapy, like it, yeah. th- that did something on a much deeper level than I had acknowledged. And, um, when I got back, when I finally could go see them again, I gave them both cards that said as much, like, I, I really have come to appreciate them on a whole new level of, um, just them sharing their gift and mm-hmm. pressing into that. Um, we pray for each other, you know, like it's a, it's a good time of fellowship and listening and, and I walk away feeling so good. And that that's just, I have so missed that feeling. I'd miss them. I'd miss the results, but I'd also miss just my heart feeling nurtured and cared for and tended to a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, like you had told me, I mean, you adopted out of the foster care system, a 13, 14 year old boy, like that's a major thing. And you said, you don't know people. I mean, sure there are somebody out there, don't get me wrong, everybody, but you don't know people who don't have some kind of, you know, support group or something through yeah. that process. And yeah, I think that's very typical that you just, yeah. you just, your life kind of goes upside down and you need people who get it. You know, you need mm-hmm. people who know what you're talking about, not just people who love you and say, what can I do? How can I help? But almost people who just who get it, you know, who've mm-hmm. walked through it. And I just puzzled on why I didn't feel desperate for that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why. I think this is exactly why, because I did have some people in my life, not that they had walked through adoption, but they were just, I was able to, because you have your eyes closed with the yeah. lashes, especially, you know, you just, you can just kind of pour your heart out a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was sustained through that time, through yeah. these habits and these, um, these week or not weekly, but monthly, um, yeah. things. It was just, it was such a sweet, important part of getting through last year mm-hmm. and have and not- a very regular part. Like, you know, yeah. you have that set appointment that you're going to, you have it to look forward to. I think just the anticipation does something for yeah. our souls. I think that we have seen that through the stopping of everything. I know I have personally seen that. We'll get to that more in a minute, but like just having those things that you know are coming that you have to look forward to. They give you, they help you to push through kind of the final stretch that you need to until you get there. 
Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's some hope. In that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an anchor point. Like, oh, okay. If nothing else, I see Allison on Thursday and in my phone on my schedule, I'll put like coffee time with her, not hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how it feels, you know? And so anyway, yeah, I mean, I, there's something to it. And if, we haven't lost you guys completely on like the vanity of all of it. I think there is definitely, I hope you feel some like permission or allowance to go deeper here and think about like yeah. those things that fill your soul and not see them as just excessive or mm-hmm. vanities, but there, there can be something deeper there. And I think we have a God who loves to give us good gifts and mm-hmm. he knows our hearts. He knows what we need. He knows what will make us feel like we just received a hug or love or support yeah. or we can make it to that next thing. And that's going to look different for each of us, but God and is we can very personal. Step, yeah. And we can step back out into the world and feel like ourselves mm-hmm. when we do it. The and best version of ourselves. Yes, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. And yeah. I, after, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, after I finally was able to get back in, I walked to my car and I felt myself just like it was yeah. that there was something like psychological. I was just like, okay, I feel like myself right now. Yeah. I, okay. Now I'm ready. What's next? I can do it. And that's a, that's a worthwhile feeling to hunt down and find. <laughs> yeah. It truly, truly is. It, yeah being able to feel like you've stepped back, stepped back into who you are. Yes. Especially through like a prolonged time of stress, I think is, yeah. there's, that is not a small thing for sure. No. Um, yeah. I had a little bit of that this weekend, still working on it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it just like when you can finally be like, okay, no, I'm, I'm not this unhinged person. Yeah. <laughs> feels completely like nothing's lining up. Like at least I have this that I can like, okay, I, I can do this. I've got yep. this. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it is the little things really. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it all becomes, it all becomes so much smaller, you know, and we really can, we have a chance to see because the busyness is gone, the -hmm. frantic pace, um, organizing all the kids and where they need to be. And like, we have more time and that has felt hard, but also Mm -hmm. like just such a gift to get to evaluate in the middle of our life, you know, to just take a step back and say, boy, what do I really need? What, what is, what does each one of us really need? What, what's it boil down to yeah. and and that's such a personal that? thing it's because it's something i've really realized through all these months of the complete slowing down of our pace is oh i am not a person who does well with that <laughs> like, yeah you like know, the pace to yeah, keep you and, going yeah and i don't think that needs i think that's almost been vilified in our culture and especially in Christian culture over the last few years, like everything is about slow down and, you know, don't hurry and don't, and not that I'm saying hurry and rush through things and don't be present. And, but for me, I've realized I'm more productive. I'm happier. I feel like I can connect with my kids better when we have sort of this like outside imposed structure and we have things we're doing every day. Mm -hmm. Like when we don't have 
those things to look forward to, those anchor points, those kind of like points where you have to have things done by a certain time. And I just, I don't do well. Like, yeah, my product productivity, but also just my mental state. Yeah, I need to have like, okay, we're done with this thing. And now we move on to the next thing. And that could be because I'm a three or whatever. Yeah. But for me, that is how I do better. And so being able to truly recognize that mm-hmm. and, and not shame myself for it, mm-hmm. that, that that is an okay thing that not to say that I don't still need rest, because I do, and you can get to that point of burnout. But for me, I do much better keeping up with a steady pace. Yep. And well, it, yeah. it's, it's like being able to, like, I think you think creatively with more compressed time, you know, like, yeah. or have those deeper conversations in the car with the kids on the way here or listen to mm-hmm. that audio. You know, you're able to like, you do so well maximizing space. Like you go to the edges of it. And if you don't have those boundary lines set, it's yeah. just a little bit of a wavy line, you know, looking yeah. the land. And that's a good thing to recognize mm-hmm. because you might have to input some arbitrary structure just so that you function, even if it's not coming from events or. mm -hmm. Well, and some of it has been having to be like, okay, on this day, we're going to go over to this friend's house and we're going to, you know, like, I especially see that moving into summer, like, okay, we need to have like this day, we do this with these friends and this day we go to the park and this day, like I have to put those things into place or I, if there's no drive behind when I need to have things done or how things need to get done, then it just kind of evaporates. Yeah. And that's been really good for me to figure out. And I kind of wanted to bring this back around because it also, I think, ties into what we were talking about with um, you not feeling like you needed to have a support group during the time when you were fostering to adopt because you had these other things and people in place. And for me, I have realized that I have wanted some sort of a small group for a while. And, but like any time that I would try to get into one, I automatically get lumped into a single mom's group, which I don't always want to be a single mom. And that's like not where I find my identity is in being a single mom. And so to step into a group that is just all about single momness like feels very artificial and difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm very, I feel like I have, not that I'm not always open to having more friends, but I have this, like taking on a whole new group of friends and having to learn all their things and tell all my things and like get us to a point where we know each other well enough to be able to then support each other in that sort of way, that just has all felt very overwhelming when I already have a lot on my plate. Yeah. And I really like the people that I already have in my life who are my support system. And so when we recently realized that, well, we had started, so Katie wasn't involved in it yet, but Shell, who's on the podcast all the time, and another friend of ours who is currently living next door to her, 
we just a couple of weeks ago started doing dinner together on Thursdays, just kind of by happenstance. I would be at Shell's house. None of us wanted to make dinner. We were all sick of it. And we were like, let's just, you know, do it together because we're going to lose our minds. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so let's just do dinner together. And then it just kind of kept happening week after week. And we were like, well, why don't we make this a thing? So we know we have this to look forward to. And so it's the dinner will be taken care of. It's easier because we're all putting into it together. And we know we get to look forward to being around people again. And it's on a Thursday, like by Thursday in the week, I'm burnout. I'm done. I need to be with people. And it just sort of developed. And then we realized, well, like, we need the ducats here too. This is silly. They should be a part of this. And that we're going to make it into, you know, more of like a home church sort of thing because we're in this time where we also don't have the availability of church. And we want yeah. that fellowship. And I think you felt similarly, you don't want to take on a small group, but this works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The community part. I mean, to just be really honest, like I've been burned and there's a yeah. part of me that's very guarded and cautious and over-investing and just wanting to, um, I just don't want to go there again. So I feel a little cautious, mm -hmm. um, but also know that the Bible talks about community and that we need to be um, in each other's lives and fellowshipping together and um, meeting needs and all these things. And it felt like we're already sort of doing that with our yeah. friend group. And um, so this just kind of makes it a little bit more formal, but it's, it's already, I think how we've been living, but it's yeah. so neat to be able to like, just gather together regularly and have the kids be able to, to depend mm -hmm. on it. My kids have brought it up so many times. Like they're just so excited to know it's regular. It's, yes. It's, Cause nothing else has been anymore. Yeah. 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 That means something to them to know they can count on that. And it's just good. It's, it's good. It's exciting. It feels like, what is God doing here? Because I think each one of us come to it with uh, maybe like just a little hole that this is going to fill in some mm -hmm. ways. And we, I mean, I think it's something only God could have foreseen and done. And that's exciting to be uh, near an open door, you know, that he's yeah. clearly putting before us. Yes, it is. And it's, I just love how, it organically took shape. And when those things happen, it just feels so much like, oh, this is God. Yeah. And you just can settle into that and enjoy it. And because you know, you didn't force it, you didn't try to make it happen. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, those kinds of small groups that are, you know, you, you look down the list and you find the small group you want to join. Like there's still, there, there's absolutely a place for those and everything. For us though, I think for each of us, we were sort of at capacity in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And so just deciding to do this with the people who we are already investing in mm -hmm. and, but giving us that day on the calendar every week that we get to know that we get to see each other. It's been like an, an excitement and a relief instead of piling one more thing on. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Ladies, life is full of tough choices and trade-offs. Your beauty routine, what you put on your face and your body every day, 
shouldn't be one of them. And given what's going on in the world, why not focus on your skin and your health like we're talking about in this episode? They make a big difference to how you're feeling. And True Botanicals products can be calming during these stressful times and are delivered straight to your door. They're filled with natural and organic ingredients. True Botanicals skin and body products deliver results without toxins. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and just feel better about yourself while you're at home all the time. True Botanicals uses both the latest scientific advances and centuries-old botanical extracts to create all-natural formulas in their products, like their hydrating face cleansers, face oils for aging. I love these. I have been using their Pure Radiance Oil Oh my goodness. I feel like my skin just drinks it up when I put it on at night before I go to bed and my skin feels refreshed and plump and full in the morning and not all sallow, which you guys during this very stressful time is really saying something. I feel like this oil has really made a huge difference and I've also been using their toner. I love using that in the morning, especially before I put on all my other products and my makeup. It has been so amazing for my face. And you guys, they have stuff for breakout prone and sensitive skin and nutrient-packed serums perfect for your at-home self-care routine. Every True Botanicals formula is made safe certified. I love this. They're made without the 5,000 plus known toxic ingredients, but unlike most non-toxic products, True Botanicals solutions actually work to repair skin issues. They worked with researchers at leading universities, including Carnegie Mellon and Cornell, to identify nourishing botanical extracts rich in antioxidants, vitamins, and essential fatty acids to develop potent formulas that work better than leading beauty brands. True Botanicals has conducted independent clinical studies, and in both trials, True Botanicals outperformed Creme de la Mer products. Whether you're looking for an effective anti-aging regimen, seeking a sensitive skin safe solution, battling pregnancy hormones, or struggling with acne-prone skin, True Botanicals has a natural formulation that will protect and nourish your skin. You've got to try True Botanicals for yourself. Get 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash lovely. Again, that'll get you 15% off your first purchase if you just go to truebotanicals.com slash lovely. truebotanicals.com slash lovely. Anyway, those were a lot of like big things that I feel like we <laughs> talked about. I swore this was going to be an episode about little things. But we're, oh, we're I know. There now. Well, so little things. Back to the self-care, the little stuff that I have when I realized like, okay, what does it take for me to feel like myself? Because I was sort of jealous of Katie with the lashes. Not that I'm like, I just need lashes now. That's not what it was for me. It was like, oh, she knows what that is. is. There is this thing she has on the calendar. She is going to get her lashes done and she's going to feel better. Yeah. Where is my thing that's going to make me feel better? Yeah, what is that thing? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think I have like as many big things, but I think it's the little things for me. It's that I really feel more pulled together when I have my nails painted. And I do it myself, but I have let myself purchase, you know, nail polishes that aren't the cheapest ones that you can find because I, and they're not crazy expensive either, but I know that they last with my lifestyle. And so I've let myself invest in a few colors lately that I can have on rotation. And I take the time to go ahead and do that. And like for me, my doing my makeup every day, 
and I was running out of my concealer and like, okay, I, I need to get concealer and I need to get my hair like volume spray that I use. I ran out of both and I, I ordered them from Ulta thinking I could go pick them up. And then they're like, nope, we have to ship them to you. And so I was like in a little bit of a panic, but they came early. It was like God's gift to me. Mm. <laughs> they came early and like, those are little things. Like if I can pull myself together in the morning, like that's something I can count on yeah. and feel like I'm putting my best foot forward. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, and that, I, I don't know why this is taking me here, but I was thinking about the speaker, like when you met me at Target and, mm-hmm. and convinced me, cause I have this lash cash, you know, that was not, (laughs) it was not being invested where I wanted it. But, um, I got myself a smart speaker from my kitchen and that has made a huge difference. Like just to be able to (laughs) to tell somebody to play what I want and they do it. (laughs) That has made me so happy and I leave it on all day long. And so it's almost like my kitchen is like a coffee shop. Like I play this jazz on Spotify that I just love softly, but um, I walk in there and I feel like, oh, Okay. This is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's a little thing, but it is. It's a nice thing. Yeah, it is. Well, and when I made my list, I was like, well, I need to add in more Spotify music. Like my playlists are very limited. And I think I've burnt myself and my kids out on the things that we have (laughs) been listening to on repeat for the past six months. There's just been like a lot of Jonas Brothers and I love Jonas Brothers, but like, I think like, okay, I'm good now. Like I'm I'm good. Let's move on to something else. And so we, we are playing more Hamilton currently because we're amping up for that and I'll get there in a minute. But yeah, I, I've actually thought like, well, I need to ask Katie and we've asked in the Patreon group, like, what are your guys's favorite lists and that sort of things. But one of the things that I, things that I realized like has gone for me is I haven't been listening to my podcasts as much. Mm. And because I was spending three to four hours in the car every day. Like just my morning route was a two hour route. And so I could get through a lot of podcasts at, you know, the dismay of my children, but still I listened to them and it was just like tough luck. If I'm going to be the one to drive you everywhere, then I'm going to listen to my podcasts. Yep. And I felt more informed. I felt like there were more adult people around because yes. I was hearing those like conversations instead of just music. And, and I kind of let us step back. I, I realized I had gone so far into the podcasting space. I wasn't listening to music anymore. And so mm. we started to incorporate more music again at the beginning of the year, but now I feel like it's swung the other way yeah. and I really miss my podcasts. And so trying to be more deliberate about listening to them while I'm doing my makeup or putting them on even just with earbuds while I'm making dinner or whatever so that I kind of like have that piece back in my life again because that does make me feel more like me or starting to listen to audiobooks again like my reading life took a huge dive during this whole pandemic experience because it was just like my brain 
couldn't process words. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it ceased to work, especially these past two months. Yeah. And for me, stepping back into the reading space was like, it's going to have to be through audiobooks initially to yeah. get my brain to work there again. Yeah. And well, we, yeah. the input, we have to guard that input because mm-hmm. if you're already kind of in survival mode, like, ooh, <laughs> you can't yeah. handle much input. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was, I mean, I literally got to this place where I felt like my brain can't process. Like I would try to read a book and I felt like I would have to read the same sentence 15 times to be like, wait, what, it, what is it saying? Wait, what is it saying? Like, yeah, I that's just, a good marker of like, you're, you're not all there. You're, yeah. You've got to take a, take a breather and like, okay, what am I thinking about? What's going on? What's, why can't I focus? There's, I need yeah. to pay attention. It's a, it's a clue. Yeah. And it's not necessarily something you can just say like, oh, I need to focus. And then you can like, yeah. sometimes your brain is being pumped with so much cortisol. Yeah. It's not, it's just not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Let it go for a little while. Totally. Yeah. And it, sometimes these are, it's these little things though, like we're talking about that can help you to have a little bit of a reset. I think so. And yeah. for me, another one of them is like going for a walk, like just mm-hmm. getting out with yep. my, with the earbuds, with either like a, a yeah. sermon on a podcast or music, but I'm such an introvert and everybody's here. My five mm-hmm. kids are here. And even like two of my boys are doing football camp, but they're doing it at home. It's virtual. Yeah. <laughs> There's not those like, they're not leaving. Yes. <laughs> always here. And I love them, but I just... I really come alive in those spaces where I'm alone and there's nobody here and I can clean or I can make dinner for somebody, not around people. You know, I just need like that. So going for a walk, nobody wants to go with me. I I'm on my own. I have, it's just, it's so good. I'm moving my body. I'm inputting helpful, wholesome, good things. Mm -hmm. I come back. I feel, you know, you have the the adrenaline, you just, it feels so much better. The endorphins, like, yeah, that's important. And I knew it was important. Like exercising my body is important, but in this time it's more than that. It's a, it's a piece of survival. Like Mm -hmm. I I need it. They need it. They need me to have it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I felt like I started off my year, like focusing on my health more than I ever have. Like I was working out and going on fairly regular walks and really focusing on my supplements and trying to eat well. And then the pandemic happened. And then that just like all went out the window. Tailspin. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like coming to this point where I felt like, okay, time to regroup, get back to that and realizing like, okay, yeah, I need, I really do have to do that. I need to get out and walk and do my yoga and do those things that help me in a variety of ways, not just for the working out aspect of it. Totally. And I'm thinking of Rebecca Lyon's new book, The Rhythms of Rest and Renewal, mm-hmm. and how like there's those different, there's two um, input and two output. And like there's, there needs to be a balance in your life yeah. of seeing people face to face, having time alone, being creative, working with your hands, resting, playing, you know, all those yeah. things need to be in balance. And 
I think because this has been more survival for everyone, mm-hmm. everybody's a little out of whack. Like you've leaned yeah. into one a little too much and now it's time to kind of start to come back to center. Yes. What do I need to pull back? Is it, do I just need to laugh? Do I need to play? Do I need to exercise? Do I need to sleep? (laughs) Like what, what is it? But I think it's like, hopefully that deeper evaluation has been going on in our hearts and our homes of like, what do we not need anymore? What's it been like to be together this much? What could help us? And is it good? Like it's good to be eating dinner at home every night and not having all these practices or, you know, all this stuff, but there's more than that, you know, for each, for each person of just getting back to that balance. That's healthy and honors God and leaves you in a position to be used by him because you don't have these big holes. Mm -hmm. Well, and for us, even like, I feel like we've had, we've already had, I think longer than the length of summer off like with everybody home goodness yes yeah like three summers (laughs) yeah it does feel like but now we're having we're just starting summer like I think we're one of the last places in the world that is finishing out the school year yes seriously yeah but like this is our last week and we're transitioning (laughs) and there is a certain amount of like it could just be more of the same but I've had to say like this is my chance to say like, okay, a little bit of a restructuring and what is life going to look like now? And it's a a place that I can come to my kids, like a good transition point and say, okay, you're not going to just be on the TV all day and we're not going to be gaming all day. And, but this is kind of the new structure of what summer will look like. And even though it doesn't have as much of a hard finish as we would normally have, like still let it, letting it be a transition point. Yeah. I think is really important. Yeah. Creating that closure and the anticipation of what's ahead. And it's hard because there's less to anticipate than I think Mm -hmm. a typical summer holds. You know, you just, the pools are not possibly opening and um, you just can't, you you can't do the things. Vacations are canceled. You know, everything is a little bit different, but it's still summer. It's still a breather. It's still that chance to rest and regroup and prepare for what's ahead and Mm -hmm. take it a little slower. And, um, there's still opportunity here. It's just, we're going to have to work a little harder to find it and create Mm -hmm. it, but hopefully the weather will turn our day, just even our day-to-day life. I feel like that, that is something that I'm like, okay, you think, oh, it's going to be summer. There's going to be less structure, but it just, I know that our need, our days need to have some sort of an outline to them in order to move forward because too much free, whatever it's going to, we're all going to just continue to come apart at the seams for my family personally. Like, I know we just need to say a little bit more like, okay, no, this is what this needs to look like. Yeah. And you've already done that deep soul work to get yourself to this point. You're not thinking, oh, we just need a break. We just need to rest. Like, no, you've already evaluated that. You know that what you really need in your family, particularly is some structure. Mm -hmm. So this could be your best summer yet because you're already going in knowing that, you know, like you are prepared to how do we best rest while we best rest with some structure Mm -hmm. and within that, um, there's freedom within that, but we need that structure. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was saying to my mom, like last summer felt like the starting point of a, what has been 
a really hard year. And it was because we went from having the imposed structure of school to summer Nothing. where, yeah. yeah, where it was like, shoot guys, I still have to work and yeah. you're all here. And yeah. th- like, I don't know what this yeah. is going to look like. And, and because also it was our first year, our first summer, even though it was, own. yeah, it was completely on our own, not at anybody's house. And even in that, there was some sort of structure imposed because we we had to go somewhere every day. And yeah. we like house sat for people that first summer and stuff. But last year we were just kind of like all here and you just wake up and you're here. And so I was saying to my mom, like last summer was so hard. She was like, this summer will be a relief because you're not homeschooling anymore. Like you can yeah. completely let that go. And it's like, it's yes. so true. And I think even your kids will feel that even though you are working yeah. and they, they, it's not that imposed, like, okay, you've got a zoom call and you need to, you know, it's more yeah. like, okay, you need to be busy, but it's not yes. like it's been, you know, yeah. you can, you can, you can set that structure and you yes. are so good at this. Like, this is where you really shine. I'm anxious to see what you come up with but you can plan you know you can you could even get your planner out but (laughs) um you're you're gifted in this area of being really conscientious and thoughtful for each person and what do they need and you're good at this so this is like a reset for you you've walked through the hard heart stuff here it is yeah and, and in the end of the day, there's still like watermelon and um, yeah, lemon, you know, the, the fun summer things, even though there's less of those external things, but there will still be watermelon. It's coming no matter what the pandemic says. Yes. There's still going to be popsicles and hot, sticky mm-hmm. kids and like those, those sweet things. Yeah. Yeah. And there's flowers, (laughs) which have not been like in the past. It's so not been a thing for me, but I've really realized like I've consistently had flowers in my home on my table. Yes, you have girl. We need to talk about that transformation because I don't think just your audience may know, like it is dramatic. (laughs) You have let them into your heart. And I think it's, it's done something so beautiful and so good like because it's taught you to notice it's taught you to take a second do something to provide beauty in your home that's Mm -hmm. fleeting you know it's not a print on the wall that's forever there it's something you have to tend to and that was too much for a while in in your heart I think to have one more thing that was too much so it it to me it's evidence of like growth and healing and the fact that you can let them in in the way you have and appreciate them tend to them celebrate them and then you know throw them away and get the next like there's something really good in that transaction well it's just like even when I walk in my door from my garage and I see them on my counter or on my table or up by my tv I just like it feels like there was some intention there. Like my yes. matters, even if I don't have everything else pulled together. Yes. And then having taken it even a step further and really like having crafted my back porch space. This yes. Space, it felt like establishing home again. Mm-hmm. There have been certain, you know, spots in my house where I'm just like, well, that's not quite what I want it to be yet, but that, it's what it is. You know, like my bedroom, it just, it is what it is right now. But for relatively cheaply, I was able to transform my outdoor space to really feel like it's an intentional 
space and then to have these flowers to tend to that's something that I just have to do every day and I love the way they look I love Mm -hmm. all came together and it just feels like I feel like an adult and I feel like Mm. it it made it mine and gave me like some ownership over it and and knowing that it's just for a season it's just for the summer but they it really truly has just it's just even looking out my back window even if I'm not sitting out there we've had terrible weather but being able to look out my back window and be like oh that's this space is continued like I have I've created I've cultivated the lovely (laughs) I did it I made it happen yeah you're living the hashtag (laughs) doing it and I think that is the nature of beauty like beauty is healing beauty fills our soul beauty gives us something outside of our just our right now circumstance it gives us yeah. hope. It gives us something to hold on to. And whether we're talking about flowers on the patio or lashes on our eyes or whatever it is that to you is beautiful and it is a gift and it, God yeah. created us. He is a, he's creative. He puts those things, the sunset, like he does this yeah. for, for our, to delight our senses mm-hmm. and, um, and to embrace it. Like it changes you. It yeah. changes you. Cause it takes you, it makes you small and yeah. it gives you perspective, holy perspective and to feel loved and cared for. He made those flowers grow. You know, it's yeah. a miracle that that flower actually buds and those peonies yeah. like open the way that they do and to, celebrate them and put them on your counter like it transforms your home and your mm-hmm. heart if you choose to see it yeah you know, that's another yeah. thing is the it act is. of actually noticing and taking it in because I think for a while in that initial time in your life two and a half years ago you couldn't take those things in there mm-hmm. there's no way there was not they couldn't penetrate the fear and the hurt and all of that but this evolution for you to now be in a place where you see it you take notice you cultivate it like this is this is holy healing that's mm-hmm. like happening in your life and transforming your home and providing that for your children like it, it's outside of you now it's going yeah. to them and creating a scene for them that they they can rest in and feel mm-hmm. loved and it was set for them intentionally like it's all so good well and it's a continual process of figuring out who I am again too yeah like the realizing like oh I do like that and it's just because I I have come to that conclusion not because anybody else has put it on me or you know like I have gotten there to where I like it and that's yeah. that's a really big deal for me and even like with my back patio space and those flowers and tending to them i i feel like i've been holding my breath for a long time now and mm. there's only certain circumstances where kind of like where you were saying when you got your lashes done and you got in your car and you could take a deep breath yeah and there are just certain circumstances that like certain soft places for me to land that allow Mm -hmm. me to do that. And that's one of those small spaces where I can kind of do that a little bit before I feel like I have to like, you know, buckle up and, and get back to not breathing. Yes. And I love that 
that space is one that that took some hard work like yeah. you create you had to sort of like with a garden you had to till the soil you had to set you had to plant the seeds you had to bring things in you had to create it it wasn't just a beautifully landscaped garden that had a bench and you landed there like this was yeah. something that took a little bit of finances that's yeah that's some sweat equity you know of your hard work and your labor to even create those finances and to make purchases and set it up and like there's there's good lessons in there that mm -hmm. I think God can reveal yeah good he has for you the hard work it takes but the safe space it is when you know you're there to to just let it all go and take in beauty and reflect you know there there's really good things that can come from from it but I just love that you had to actually create it yourself you know you yeah. had to buckle down and make it happen in your and learn space. some things about it and you yeah know, even like going to the nursery I just had to go with my mom I was like I don't have the first clue what yeah. I should get or how to put it together like I don't know I've never done this and yeah just to kind of like have her walk me through the process of figuring out what to put in the planters and you know it's mm -hmm. it's been a really good thing mm -hmm. yeah oh I love it I have loved watching this <laughs> side of you come alive it's been really exciting well and the we have to also just say like specifically right now everyone needs to be going to Trader Joe's and getting those dang peonies oh, yes they last a really long time and they yeah. are gorgeous and there's yeah. something about like a lot of flowers you get they just they are that like you get daisies they're gonna look like daisies until they're dead and you know but with peonies just like the opening of them as they like blossom and they change and their colors morph and like they're just amazing they really are and i have some growing in my yard and i've mm -hmm. loved watching there's nothing there suddenly there's like a sprout it's so fast growing from when they emerge from the ground to when the block I mean it's it's like a month and a half it's really really quick and there's it almost feels like inches a day that they grow wow. and so it's been very fun to watch it and then you get the buds but then when it opens it's so heavy it tips itself onto the ground like it cannot it's so beautiful it's so lovely it can't even hold itself up like it's yeah. just it's an offering you know it's just yeah. Take, cut me and take me inside yeah. give, me some, give me a drink and I will I will bless you like just yes. bring me inside I just love them so much they just feel like they have so much personality and all the different varietals like I oh. have a, a Carl Rosenfeld which I love yeah. the first and last name I love it yeah and he's got he's like a deep red with a yellow yeah. center and he's got personality and a and like a a deep fragrance. I love, I mm. love that one. And then your Sarah Bernhardt, you know, your traditional pink, very mm -hmm. light pink. Um, and then I have one called Bowl of Beauty, which that is, is that other incredible. Of yeah. I, but there's so many varietals and sides and personalities to them. It just feels like a flock of friends, you know, like, yeah. oh, Carl, oh, Carl, <laughs> you're just like, it almost has made me blush. Like I cut some, brought them in and in the morning, I just feel like, oh my gosh, like, oh, guys, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know. Now that's next level flower love it next is. summer for you. Yes. I'll get there. Be greeting my flowers by name in the morning. 
or not. Okay, or not. it's okay, okay if you never get there. Yeah, but yeah, that might be too far. <laughs> this is when Katie really goes to that foreign health. <laughs> She's feeling all the feels with all of them, all of them. (laughs) I love it. Okay, but there's so much more I wanted to talk about today, but I really feel like we can't close before we tell people about the wonders of pasta salad. Seriously, seriously, we have to talk about this. As Katie said yesterday, have you heard about pasta salad? It just makes me laugh, you know, like in the, I don't know, when casseroles became in vogue, like in the early 80s, yes. and all like the soccer moms are like, oh my gosh, have you heard of casseroles? You yes. can just put everything in a dish and bake it. And oh my gosh, you could feed your whole family for $10. And, One thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so here we were last night, like going on and on about pasta salad, like it's the newest invention yes. of the summer. It's- it's this not. is shock everybody. They've never heard of it before. It's the it's most revolutionary salad. thing you could possibly imagine for your summer. But truly, we have realized like it's great for lunches. It lasts all week and it gets better and better. It's yes. great for the gatherings. It's great yep. for dinners. It's yep. and we all like kind of have had our own spin on it. Like I brought one. Well, first of all, we've been using the gluten-free pasta from Trader Joe's. And that is a game changer, like personally, because I haven't had, um, I've been on the keto diet for a year and a half. So I'm very careful about my carbs. I wouldn't have pasta at all. Typically, you know, if I have any carbs, it's sourdough, on the weekend, but, um, to have actual pasta and it tastes, to me, it tastes like a hundred percent legit pasta. Yeah. That has, I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it because I just, I've had a void. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I took it to a little birthday party we had and Katie ate three, three, three and not small, not small helpings. I was just like, do you have more of that pasta salad? Is it in your bag? Can you pull it out? (laughs) Have you heard about pasta salad? (laughs) It was amazing. No, but I, so my version, I've done those noodles. I did in that one, I did black olives, artichoke hearts, zucchini, and oh, shaved Parmesan, like mm-hmm. the big mm-hmm. of it. The good stuff. Yeah. And salami. Yes. And then I got this white wine dressing from this little like hole in the wall it's actually in it's like, confusing because it's a gas station slash yes. market and I think typically you'd be like mm, I'm not gonna get you know yeah. food stuffs from a gas yeah. station but it's ritzy it's it's yes it's yeah. on the south hill which if you <laughs> lived here you would know that means something but like when you walk in there it's called like Jupiter market and it is like all the natural foods and but literally still a gas station but all the natural foods and like seating and you know like yeah it's very urban like it has that yes that vibe that doesn't really belong in Spokane as much but yeah we embrace it well and we're getting there we've got Kendall Yards now and we've got two things like so I feel like we're making that transition but Yeah. yeah this dressing is just incredible and then you mix it in with all that stuff and it has just been a delight and yeah. then we have friends who've done it with like Italian where she does 
a packet, the packet, packet of Italian, not the mixed, mm-hmm. and a little bit of balsamic vinegar. Yep. Then she cuts it with the balsamic and some olive oil. So it becomes, yeah. um, it's emulsified with the mayonnaise and it's got yeah. all that flavor. So many ways, it's very versatile. Any vegetables you have in your crisper drawer that need to be used can be thrown in there. And the miracle of pasta salad. The miracle, literally, the miracle Just of pasta salad. Anything you want to throw in there and it works. And yep. And I think you can keep adding to it, you know, yeah. as it sits in the fridge, I think yep. you can add some more and some more and it can just keeps going. <laughs> yep. Yep. We've done it. Shell did it with chicken the other week. Like it's just been this thing, especially because like I tend to skip lunch because I just don't think about eating. And so for me to just have something on hand like that, or it can easily become the side dish or whatever I'm throwing together yeah. for dinner. And when I've kind of just like already got it going. You're and, always ready for a, for a gathering, you know, I've yeah. got pasta salad. Yep. I'll be right there. Yep. <laughs> it's been so good and so easy. And I feel like that's going to be like a big go-to. Yes. Don't do summer. summer without it. Yeah. It's, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Go make totally. yourself some pasta salad, ladies. <laughs> you will not be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there was a lot that I wanted to talk about, but we're going to have to do another episode, hopefully, if we get some sponsors to be able to come back here. <laughs> yes. And just as a teaser, we didn't even talk about the tanning, the tanning regimen. Oh. I mean, I feel like that's something that needs to come up sometime for self-care, yeah. especially that we've opened this Pandora's box. Of- well, do you think we should just take care of it right now? I can because I'm ready. Yeah, we I still want to talk about things that we have to anticipate in July, like Hamilton and the air affair. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, yeah, yes. So we I think we maybe need to do like a whole episode about like what we're anticipating for July. Yeah, just so everybody is prepared. If you have not read the royal we yet, you need to go do that. And yeah. I I would also recommend that you listen to the Hamilton soundtrack. There are some words, but you know, you you could view it when it comes out on Disney Plus without having listened to it. But I just and what is that date? When's it come out? July third. Okay, and when does the Royal Air or the July seventh? The Air July Affair. 7th. Okay, we yeah. have stuff coming up. I mean, these yeah. are big things to put in your calendar and work your your week around. Yes, and I think we're gonna do a book club with the Air Affair. So everybody, oh, awesome! The Royal We right now. Get that book read if you have not read it. I've been thinking about reading it again because it's been a few years since I read it. Oh yeah, you should just remember. Yeah. But it's a quick, myself. it's not yeah. challenging reading. It's nice summer. Um, it's great. It's a quick yeah. read. It's fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And, and yeah. now being able to look back with uh, Meghan Markle and like that yeah. is fun because that wasn't a thing when I read mm-hmm. it before. So, okay, but regrouping, let's, let's address the tanning. Okay, let's do that because going into July, if yes. you want to be tan. Mm-hmm. Let me just walk you through the system that I have that I've been honing for a couple of years and now I feel like I'm ready to talk about it. For a while, it was just, you know, something very private and I didn't know if it would work and all of that, but it works, guys. I'm, gonna yeah, I, I'm on her regimen. I'm on her tanning <laughs> regimen. So. so what I do is I start March 1st, which we're past that point, but it's, I, it's never too late. But yeah. for next year, I, I just have started. Yeah. yeah, because you just started. So I start March 1st, I end October 1st. And oh, wow. 
I know I've really got it down. Yeah. So, um, I do this massive exfoliation because that's really key to this. And what is your favorite way to exfoliate? Give us the details. Well, I, I don't know that I have an exfoliator. It's just, I don't, I just use what I have. I haven't, um, did you use like a scrub or a brush or? I use a scrub and I use something for my face that I get from China. I, anyway, I love that. <laughs> this might not be the time. <laughs> it comes on Amazon and Amy told me about it and you can't read the instructions or anything about it because it's all <laughs> But I love that for my face. Um, but for my body, I just use what I have, you know, or just pick something up like from Target. No big deal, but definitely focus on elbows and knees. And then I just use Jergens self-tanner lotion. I start with the fair to medium and that lasts about a month and a half. And then I move to medium to tan and then I move from tan to dark. So that's my system daily of, um, of applying it after the shower and over top of that, after I apply it and then you wash your hands really well. And I know it seems scary because are you going to yeah. go orange? Are you going to get it in the webbing of your fingers and stuff? But I, I've walked through that and this, this lotion is, is pretty dependable. There's really nice expensive stuff out there that has different scents and like, um, there's a lot of different ways you can do this, but this is on the cheap. This is mm-hmm. on the regular. This works. And so I just scrub my, my, the webbing of my fingers after down to my palms. And, um, and I've got, you know, I've got a pretty quick system and then you have to air dry for like two or three minutes. Yeah. I like to dance, <laughs> I like to just, you know, <laughs> enjoy that moment. And then I apply. Oh, that um, made it so much better. <laughs> And then I apply like a good lotion, like CeraVe or something on top of it so that I'm really moisturized and the color still comes through, but I think it dilutes it maybe a little bit or it helps. So that's my system. I just move, I move through it and I, I feel like I can wear shorts whenever because my legs have some color. I'm not like having to think through, oh, but I am white. (laughs) I can't, I can't do that. So that's a nice thing. If I make a mistake, like sometimes like Mackenzie, I showed you last week, like I had yeah. like a darker streak right, on my upper thigh that I just didn't notice. So the next time I took a shower, I exfoliated that. It comes off, you know, it's like okay. an eraser. Yeah. <laughs> <You start. laughs> That's fabulous. I have yeah. been doing it. I was really impressed with my results. And then I showed my parents and my dad was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like that's the tan? Really? It's like, uh, yeah. Baby steps. Amazing. This is a gradual process yeah. that takes, you know, the course of a couple of months, but you're going to moisturize every day anyway. You might as well be moisturizing in a way that's going to get you some color. Yeah. You know? Now, now you do your face as well. Yes. I have not been doing my face. Yeah. So I don't do my face with the body one. There's a face one that's um, like a smaller container and I do that but I, on my face after I have, and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty careful. Cause that's, you know, but oh, also yeah. that one it's, um, it's made for the face. So it's, it's not as bold a color. You really have to use that one gradually to build up, mm-hmm. but I want my face to match my body. I don't want to look pale, yeah, you know, a little, or, little nervous yeah. about how this whole thing is going to play out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you can do it. You, you've got it's a risk. I, I know it it's a risk, but I really think it pays off. And, um, 
I've just loved that always feeling like I've got a little bit of color. Cause I think even if you've, if you've put on a quarantine 10 or whatever, <laughs> if you tan your body, it yeah. you feel a little bit better about that. I just, I yeah. firmly believe that. <laughs> I, I would say that's true for sure. <laughs> And even like for me, I don't have anybody that I'm like, you know, trying to impress. Yeah. <laughs> but it's those little things that you're willing to do for yourself. For okay. you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that you feel like the best version of yourself. I think that's really what it's about. There's that line between, is this just for the sake of something else? Or is this because it makes me feel good? Yes. And I think there's nothing wrong with doing things that make you feel good. As long as it's not an idol, as long yeah. as it's not like, you know, creating a burden in your finances or something like if, mm-hmm. if, if there's room for it, I think you can you can step into it and say, yeah. you can own it. Like I'm owning it right now publicly with my lashes and that's <laughs> hard because I'd rather keep it in the closet. But truly, I think there's some, there's some good heart stuff to work out in there. There's yeah. fruit that can come from just being honest and saying that this is important to me and yeah. it's not an idol. I love it. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel confident. That's okay. Yeah. It helps me to feel more like who I am which then helps me to get everything else done in my life. Yeah. And be more available to love others, you know, to yeah. like feel confident in you approaching people as, or. Yeah. You don't feel as depleted. Yeah. So, yeah. Which yeah, allows exactly. you to pour into other people. Exactly. Yes. So <laughs> treat yourself a little bit like Esther. Exactly. <laughs> Figure out what those things are. Sit down, make a little list. Like what makes me feel like myself? What have I learned during this pandemic? What are the little things mm-hmm. that help me to just feel more like life is still moving forward and I still am who I am? Exactly. I think that's really important. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for chatting with me this morning, Katie. We were supposed to have Shell here too. And she just, <laughs> her phone's on the fritz and then the computer wasn't working and the earbuds were missing and it was a yeah. sad day. But, but we miss her. We, we miss do her. We miss her. Her spirit is here. I mean, everything we're yes. talking about, she's... Yeah, she back. She's right there. Yeah, yeah, she's right there. That pasta salad, she's a yes. huge part of that. <laughs> yeah. She hooked me in, her and Amy. all right well hopefully we'll be back again soon hopefully we are you know going to be getting some more sponsors and then I think we'll probably end up doing like a a books and and viewing (laughs) it's fun maybe not what we have been viewing but what we're looking forward to viewing kind of episode (laughs) yes yes yeah all right well I guess that's it okay bye everybody bye All right, ladies, that's it for this episode. If you would like the show notes, you can go to boldturquoise.com slash 170 and you can find everything there that we talked about. And of course, as always, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. That's one of my favorite places to be able to talk with you all. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa on there. I usually say really dumb things on Instagram stories and we have a lot of fun and it's a good place to just kind of 
step out of the everyday frustrations of life and have a little bit of fun. So if you would like to join me over there, I would love to see you in my DMs. Thank you so much to those of you who've been supporting the show through Patreon. If you are new to that, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to find out more. And we should be back next week for a brand new episode. So until then, ladies, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.